Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. I want to welcome everybody who is joining us live online right now. Welcome to Activation Church Online. And if you're listening by podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a review because it helps us get the message further, faster. But would you just put your hands together and thank them for joining us? We do appreciate you. And if you have your Bible, turn your Bible to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 18. I want to hop right in with a scripture that bothers me. Anybody come across like Bible verses that just bother you? Like you wish, like, God, couldn't you have just left this, like this one verse out? Like, I, I could do okay, like, if this one verse wasn't in there. Because I'll, I'll tell you this, I'm a pastor, but I don't like all the verses in the scripture. Are y'all following me? Like, there are some verses in the scripture that step on my toes. And when they do, I've got a choice, just like you've got a choice. I can either lean into what God is trying to challenge me with, or I can run away from it. But here's what I've learned. The blessing comes from the leaning in and not the running away. And if my opinion is different than God's word, I've also learned that I'm always wrong. So with that being said, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter, verse 18. One of the verses I wish was not in the Bible, but it is. And it says this, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, you, now you're feeling me? Now you're starting to understand why I wish this wasn't in the scripture because I I don't want to be thankful all the time, Jamie. Sometimes I want to be angry. Sometimes I want to be mad. I think that one of my spiritual gifts is complaining. I'm just like really good at it. It just comes in all. Anybody in here like you feel like that's your spiritual gift? Anybody you feel like it's your spouse's spiritual? Don't raise your hand. Don't do it. I'll save your marriage right now. Give thanks, Paul, in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And you would think that whoever wrote this, like, must have been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Like, they have never experienced problems. They've never gone through what I've gone through. If they can be thankful in all things, then obviously they don't understand the life that I'm living. Like, they must wake up in the morning to a beach view with with the ocean Waves rolling in, hearing the sound of the seagulls, ca-ca, ha, in the background. They, they must have a marvelous life, and they don't understand what I'm going through. They don't understand the struggles that I've had, Jamie. They don't understand the battles that I've had to fight, because if they can be thankful in every circumstance, then they have no clue. And then I realize it's the Apostle Paul, who's had a way worse life than me. I mean, this is a guy who's been thrown in prison multiple times. He has been beaten multiple times. And this wasn't just like a light spanking on the behind. Like he was beaten and left for dead. Uh, There was a time in scripture where they come and they stoned him. They tried to kill him. He understands pain. He's been shipwrecked. The Bible records three times that he was shipwrecked. I don't know. I've never been shipwrecked. And, And here's this guy three times been shipwrecked floating a night and day at sea. Imagine this. Imagine how terrible that could be. And then to make it even worse, when he washes up on the island 
and he tries to start a fire to warm himself, a viper comes out and bites him. Paul has had a tough life. And then he says, be thankful in all circumstances. And then I started realizing, okay, now I'm starting to understand something. He's had these difficult situations. He's saying be thankful in all circumstances. Now I get it. He's not saying be thankful for all circumstances. He's saying be thankful in. There's a big difference. There's a difference between being thankful for and being thankful in. See, I'm never thankful for uncertain times. But I have learned that I can be thankful in uncertain times because I know who holds my future. I'm never thankful for the trials that come in life, but I have learned I can be thankful in the trial because it is producing something in me. And, and so Thanksgiving is, is more than a feeling. It's, it's, it's more than a day on the calendar. It is a lifestyle that is actually a learned behavior. It's, like, it's not natural. We don't, we don't naturally become thankful. It is something that we have to learn. And if we will be obedient to learn thanksgiving, then we can become like Paul who says, hey, yeah, I know what it's like to be beaten. I know what it's like to be thrown in prison. I know what it's like to be shipwrecked. I know what it's like to be bit by a snake. But I have learned I can be thankful in those times, because as painful it is, as it is, I know that I serve a God who is still working all of those things to my good. I may not know how he's going to do it. I may not know when he's going to do it, but I can be thankful that he will do it. It's all about, it's, it's about, about perspective. I can either focus on the beating or the prison or the shipwreck, or I can focus on the goodness of my God and what he can do in the middle of it. He can take a mess and turn it into something great. You know, Thanksgiving dressing, some people call it stuffing. It's one of my favorite Thanksgiving dishes, if it's done right. I found that most people can't do it right. <laughs> my grandma, she did it right. But you're taking all this stuff I tried to make it one time. You're taking all these ingredients and all this stuff and you're mixing it together and it is messy. Grandma got messy in the kitchen when she was getting ready for Thanksgiving. So we just saw the end result. But she was in there with all the mess. But something beautiful happens when she takes all of that mess and puts it into the oven. Out comes this delicious casserole type thing that I love. What I'm trying to say is your life may look like a mess, but you can be thankful in the midst of that mess because God's hand is on you and he is going to do something great in you, for you, and through you. How do I know that? Because the Bible says he's working all things to my good. All things. There's not one thing wasted by God. Not one thing I've walked through has been wasted by God. And so if I can focus on the right thing, I can be thankful in everything. It's all about perspective. Give thanks in all circumstances. Thanksgiving is a perspective. Turn to the person next to you and say, Thanksgiving is a perspective. 
It's understanding that every blessing comes with a benefit and a challenge. Take a moment to let that set into your heart for a minute. Every blessing in life has benefits and challenges. A house, it's an amazing blessing to know that you own a home, you got a roof over your head. Amazing blessing. But it also comes with some upkeep. Sometimes the roof will spring a leak. Sometimes the dryer's got to be fixed. Sometimes the oven doesn't work right. Sometimes you get those water bugs, I like to call them. Other people call them roaches. (laughs) And the water bugs come on in to your house. I mean, the house is a blessing, but there's also some challenges that come along with the blessing. If you buy a car, a car is a tremendous blessing, but there's also some upkeep that comes with the car. A marriage is a tremendous blessing, but there's going to be some challenges along the way. Raising kids is an amazing blessing, but there will be challenges along the way. Here is what I'm trying to say. There will be blessings and benefits, and along the same time will come challenges. Thanksgiving comes from looking at the right thing. See, I can either focus on the benefit or I can focus on the challenge. If I focus on the challenge, my think tank, you like that? I just came Your think tank is always going to run low and you're always going to have that spiritual gift of complaining because you're always focused on the wrong thing. I am ministering this message to myself today. Because I have found many times in my life, I have missed out on the blessing and the benefit of a season because I was so focused on the challenge. Or I was so focused on what I wanted next that I missed the moment I'm in. I'm trying to tell you, Thanksgiving is a perspective that has to be learned. It does not come natural. Any parents in here? Raise your hand, parents. You know what I'm saying is true. Your kids weren't born thankful. Not once have have, my kids have never woken up in the morning to run downstairs and tell me how thankful they were that they got to sleep in a house, in a bed, with a blanket. They never once said, Papa. That's what what my kids call me around the house. I'm just kidding. (laughs) They never once said, Dad. I'm so thankful for the pancake on the stick that you made me this morning. I'm so thankful that I get to wear clothes to school today. I'm so thankful that I got shoes on my feet to wear today. Never once. And as a matter of fact, whenever it comes time for like Christmas or birthday and somebody gets your kid a gift, you have to prompt them with, what do you say? What do you say? What are we doing? We're trying to train them to be thankful. If you're going to have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, you have to be trained to be thankful. You have to discipline yourself to be thankful. Some of you need to write a note, put it on the mirror, so that you don't forget this sermon, so that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you see is this, be thankful. For what? Well, the fact that I'm looking with my own eyeballs at the mirror today. I'm going to be, I'll start there. 
How about I'll, I'll be thankful that I can see, I can, I'll, I'll be thankful I can hear, I'll be thankful that I, I got a beat in my chest, I'll be thankful that I got out of the bed with my own two feet. I'll be thankful for the fact that God has pulled me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. If Jesus does not one more thing for me, I can be thankful because he gave his life so that I can live. Everyone's got something to be thankful about. But it's all about perspective. It's all about what you're staring at. It's all about what you are focusing on. In Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, Moses is about to lead God's people into the promised land. But before he takes them there, he gives them a lesson on Thanksgiving. He he says there are some principles you need to learn so that when you get there, you'll be thankful for what you get. I want to show it to you. Let's go to Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. I'll start reading in verse 7. Here's what he says. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and Out of their hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. This is a major upgrade for Israel. They've come out of bondage. They've come out of slavery. Now they're going into a land where there's an olive garden. All you can eat salad bar. All you can eat breadsticks. This is a good place to be. But then Moses warns them when he gets to verse 11. He says, take care lest you forget the Lord your God. By not keeping his commandments and his rules and statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. The first thing that jumps out to me in this message from Moses to the people is, bless the Lord for the good land. Bless the Lord for. In other words, be thankful for what you already got. You want to learn to have a lifestyle of thanksgiving, we have to learn to be thankful for what we already have. My wife's a third grade teacher, and one time around Thanksgiving, I went to her classroom, and uh, I asked the kids, I said, what are you thankful for? And the first little girl that I asked, she looked at me with like this look of surprise, and she's like, I don't, I don't know, you gotta, you're going to have to come back to me, I, I got to think about it. She couldn't think about what she's thankful for. 
And I thought, that, that's, that's us. Or at least that's my story sometimes. I get so used to what I got that I'm no longer thankful for it. I'm so used to the blessing I've already received that I am no longer thankful for it. I no longer take time to say, God, I thank you for the good land I've already got. I thank you for the family that I got. I thank you for the car I got. I think, put it in the blank. I don't take time to be thankful for because I'm always wanting more. I'm always wanting more. I'm always desiring what's out here. But let me tell you a secret. You can't get to what's out here unless you'll be thankful for what you've got right here. It is your gratitude and your thanksgiving that increases your capacity for more. When I am thankful for what I have and I steward it well, that's when God says, I can trust that person with more. But why would he bless you with more when you're ungrateful for what you already have? My kids all the time, Daddy, I want this for Christmas. My little three-year-old Isla, she's the funniest. If she sees something, she wants it. It's either for Christmas or her birthday. I mean, her birthday can be 11 months away, and she's like, Daddy, I want that for my birthday. I'm like, Christmas is coming up next. I want that for Christmas, Daddy. And so, like, I'll tell her, okay, well, write it down. Take a picture of it. Do something. <laughs> but it frustrates me when I know that they have not played with what I got them the year before. It frustrates me. I told my wife, Ashley, I said, Ashley, if I was in charge of this house, <laughs> if I was the one in charge of this place, they wouldn't get nothing until they're grateful for what they already have. Don't you think God is that way with us? How do you handle what you got? How do you steward what you got? There is a passage where he talks about if you'll be faithful with the little things, he can make you ruler over more right? But if I'm not thankful for what I already have, how can I expect something more? When I was a kid, I wanted to learn how to play the bass guitar, and I went to my dad. I was like, Dad, I want to play bass. Buy me a bass. He said, no. I said, why? He said, because I bought you a saxophone, and you haven't done anything with it. So what I did was I found this little six-string guitar on the house, and I cut two of the strings off because the bass guitar only had four strings. And I started playing that little four-string guitar like it was a bass, and I learned how to play. And so then I got to the point to where I took my saxophone and I traded it in by myself. Dad didn't go with me. I traded it in and, and, and bought this really cheap bass. It was called a Hyundai, not the car, the bass, Hyundai. And I learned how to play that bass, and I got pretty good at it. And when my dad saw what I had done with what I had, he said, you know what, son, I'm going to get you a bass now. And from that day forward, he had no problem ever buying me another bass guitar because he knew I would be thankful for what I had. He knew that I would use what I had. He knew that I would steward well what I had. Before I tried to go after more in life, why don't I work with what I got? Why don't I become thankful for what I got? Before I try to join my life to another human being in a relationship, why don't I learn to be thankful for who I am? See, sometimes we think if I get with them, that'll fix this. Or if I get this job, it'll fix this. Or if I get that promotion, it'll fix this. It won't as long as you're unsatisfied in yourself. The problem is internal, not external. 
And if the problem is internal, external things will never fix it. If you are not thankful, an external thing will not fix that. You may be thankful for a moment. You may be excited about it for a moment. But as soon as that new wears off, you're on to something next, something bigger, something better. So the first key is be thankful for the. Tell the person next to you, say, be thankful for the. Be thankful for the stuff you've got now. The second thing that he tells them is he said, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. He says, don't forget that you were in slavery and that it was God who brought you out. Sometimes we get so complacent with where we are because we forget where God has brought us from. We're not thankful for where we are right now because we forget how far he has brought us from. Now, I may not be exactly where I want to go, but every once in a while, if I can just turn around to see how far he got me. I'm not talking about staring at your past and living in your past. I'm talking about glancing back just as a reminder to say, hey, look how far God has brought me. And I'm thankful that I'm no longer that person anymore. I, I remember the tears that I cried then and how God responded to me. I, I remember the prayers I prayed then and how God answered me. I remember how far he has brought me. I remember when I used to be bound by this lifestyle and now I'm here and I'm free. I remember when I was in addiction, but now I'm free. Are you following what I'm saying? When I can realize how far he has brought me and be thankful for the thanksgiving in my life starts to be produced. Never be entitled. Never live entitled. That's another thing Moses tells him. He's like, when you get here, it's not because of you. You haven't done anything to deserve this. You haven't done anything to earn this. Do you know, none of us have done anything to deserve God's love. None of us have done anything to earn a blessing from God. And as long as I live entitled like I'm owed something by someone else or by God, my thanks level is going to be depleted. But when I can remember that it is he who brought me out, that every good thing I have is because of him. He says, remember this. When you get there, remember. When things start going well for you, when the house you wanted to build is built, when the car you wanted to have you got, when your bank account is full, remember where you came from and remember who got you there. For it is he that gives you the power to get wealth. This, what I'm talking about right now, may seem very simple, but many times we miss it. We live unthankful. We live entitled. We forget where we came from. And then when we get something, we think that we did it. And we wonder why we live miserable. It's because there's no thanksgiving in our life. Thanksgiving produces joy. Thanksgiving brings you into his presence where there is the fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. If you want to change your life, change your thank level. 
And don't just feel thankful. Open your mouth and tell God how thankful you are. Some of you, don't just be thankful for your spouse. Open your mouth and tell them how thankful you are. Don't don't expect them to already know. Open your mouth and tell them how thankful you are for them and what they mean to you. Do this in every area and every aspect of your life. Open your mouth and start giving thanks. It will change the atmosphere in which you live. I have suffered a lot in my life because I did not understand this principle. See, I understand vision. I understand the importance of vision. And if you're going to be a good leader, you have to have an incredible vision. But the problem is, and the downside is, that I can live so much out here that I take for granted what's going on right here. Does that make sense to you? I can be so thinking about what I'm trying to accomplish out here that I miss the goodness of what's happening right here in this moment. And the other day I was like, God, I'm sorry. I am sorry for missing the moment. I am sorry for overcomplicating my life. Do you know life is really not that complicated? I'm looking at your faces and you're thinking, well, you don't know my life. I didn't say that your life is not complicated. I said life is not that complicated. It's complicated because we complicate it. No one has made you do what you do. No one made you sign up for this responsibility. You know, I, don't, I just don't got enough time. That's your fault. Well, I don't have money to do this because I got my money tied up in this. That's your fault. You are where you are because of the decision that you made. We complicate life. We complicate relationships. We make everything complicated. I just wish in this Thanksgiving season that we could just take a step back, relax, and just be thankful that Jesus loved me enough to die for me. To be thankful that I've got enough. To be thankful for the people I still have in my life. I'm not gonna, the people that have exited my life, I'm not gonna focus on that. I'm just gonna be thankful for where I am. And understand that thanksgiving and being thankful is not a life void of problems and challenges. It's a lifestyle of looking at the right thing. What can you look at today that will produce thanksgiving inside of you? Some of you would be a good exercise to write it down. Put it somewhere you can see it. Because if not, you'll come back next week and everything that we talked about went in here and out there. I'm really striving to make a change in my life when it comes to this area put away my spiritual gift of complaining and just be thankful. Thankful for this moment. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. So I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry about that. 
I'm not going to have anxiety about that because I can't change that. But I can be thankful for this. If you're watching online right now, you can change your life by the way you change your thinking. You can change your life by changing what you look at. You can change your life by changing what you consume. The Bible says if there's anything lovely, if there's anything pure, if there's anything good, think on those things. Why? Because it produces thanksgiving, and thanksgiving is worship to God. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's a learned behavior, but you can learn it. Father, I'm asking that you would touch them right now. In the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, meet them at the point of their need. Right now, God, whatever it is that they need, whatever it is that they desire, God, I'm asking that you would move on their behalf. In Jesus' name.